Okay, I want to share from the word tonight. Not what I expected. That was kind of prophetic. <laughs> so I just want to share a little story out of the Bible. I don't know why. I, I mean, they all my favourite stories, but this is one of my favourites. And you know, not what I expected. When you read that, you think, I don't know if you have kind of a, a negative or a positive slant on these things. Sometimes things happen in our lives and we go, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Or you think, you know, gosh, here I am at this stage in my life and these things have happened or these things haven't happened. And a lot of things which I expected did or didn't happen. So, you know, we can't orchestrate every thing that happens in our lives. But sometimes good things happen. Good things happen. And we need to be expecting good things, okay? No matter what our past is, no matter what may have happened to us, and I want to go through uh, the life, a very brief window of a person's life here. And um, his background is this. His grandfather was King Saul, okay, the first king of Israel. His grandfather was Saul, and Saul went off the rails, okay? He went away from God and did some very foolish things. His father was Jonathan, who was a godly man and who was basically probably one of the best friends that King David had, okay? And so uh, Saul and his son Jonathan went out into battle and they died on out on the battlefield. You know, I always wonder why Jonathan was so faithful to his earthly father and didn't stick with David. But nevertheless, Jonathan died his father Saul out on the battlefield fighting the Philistines and he had a son back home a young son and the young son was like five years old and he had a really unusual name Mephibosheth don't say that too quickly Mephibosheth okay so this is what happened it says um, one day King David okay David has now become king and he's taken over from Saul and Saul was an enemy. Saul was an enemy of David. He was like a spiritual father who turned on him and then tried to kill him many times. And then Saul ended up dead on the battlefield. And here we have David as the king. And he says this, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba, who was Saul's servant, Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. Now that just looks very ordinary um, passage there, but there's a lot packed into it. So King David is basically saying, what can I do to bless anyone who's left from the household of Saul? Now, usually what a king would do when they came to the throne, whether it was through a victory in battle or whatever, they would basically kill off everybody who could be a threat to them now. But David, David is described in the Bible as having a heart after God. So he's thinking, what goodness can I do to my so-called enemy? Is there anyone in Saul's household that I could be kind to, that I could bless, 
that I could show, he's not saying who I could be kind to, he's saying I want to show them the kindness of God, the kindness of God to them. And so the servant Ziba says, oh yeah, Saul's grandson, Jonathan's kid, <laughs> that boy. He doesn't even say his name. He just says, oh, the one who's lame in his feet. And sometimes people don't even know our names. They don't consider our names. They just consider our weakness, all our flaws, all what's wrong with us. And he just says, oh yeah, son of Jonathan, the one with the bad feet. How did he get those bad feet? This is how it happened. When he was five years old, the news came about Saul, his granddad, and Jonathan, his dad. It came from Jezreel, where they were fighting. And his nurse, Mephibosheth's nurse, took him up, grabbed him, and fled. Because she thought, you know what, if they're dead, this boy's dead too. And it happened as she made haste. She's rushing out to save the boy's life. He fell and became lame. He broke his feet. He fell down. She's trying to rescue him and take him to safety. And yet he ends up being lame. And she didn't expect that. She's trying to do something good, and it looks like something really bad has happened. And that happens sometimes. You do something good, and then something bad happens. You don't expect it, but it happens. But that is life. But you don't give up, okay? So let's go back to verse 9. This is where King David is again. And so years later, David is saying, what can I do to bless someone? Ziba says... Shedvesheth, the one with the bad legs. So King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amniel, from Lodabar. Now that looks just like a bunch of unusual names, okay? But Mephibosheth has actually been in hiding for years. He's been hiding in, in fear that David would come one day and get him. And guess what? There was a knock on the door and it was David's men saying, the king wants to see you. Uh-oh, ah, I'm history. That's what he would be thinking. And they brought him where? Out of the house of Machir. So Mephibosheth is in fear and in hiding and basically living almost in poverty. He doesn't have his own house. He doesn't have his own place to live. He's living with this man. And it says in a place called Lodabar, this was a very isolated place, like, like a desert place. And it actually means, where is it? Lodabar means without pasture. That means there's no trees, no grass, no nothing. There's nothing there. He's basically living in fear and in poverty and in lack. And here, when things are this bad, now David's people have turned up. This was not what he expected. And so they bring him to David. It says, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and he prostrated himself. He lay down flat before the king. 
It was an act of respect and it was probably an act of desperation, maybe an act of humility because he's in the presence of the king. And David said, Mephibosheth? He called him by name. Maybe nobody called him by his name before. You know, there's some horrible names that they call people who can't walk properly. They might have called him that. But David called him Mephibosheth. Like, Mephibosheth? He didn't say, Mephibosheth. It's like, Mephibosheth? Is that you? You are the son of my best friend, Jonathan. I haven't seen you for years. Where were you? And he answered, here is your servant. Mephibosheth said, here is your servant. He didn't say, yeah, you killed my dad. You killed my grandfather. It's all your fault. He didn't do that. He didn't blame. He wasn't angry. He just said, here I am. I'm your servant. David said to him, don't fear. He knew he was afraid. He said, do not fear. It's amazing how many times in the Bible, you know, the Lord says, do not fear. Or an angel says, do not fear. Because fear grips us. You know, right now, probably all of us have a little measure of fear about something. We're human. We might have great faith, but there may be a little drop of fear in there as well. Fear of the unknown. Fear of sickness. Fear of getting old. Fear of not getting married. Fear of the future. Fear of not being able to get a job. There's all these little fears in our lives. But he said, don't fear. I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. Like he was my friend and I'm going to bless you because of it. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. Wow. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. That's not what he was expecting. How amazing is that? David sought for him. He brought him in. He called him by name. And he said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to help, for you, help you. You're not going to have to worry about anything. And I'm going to get back what was taken. Or your grandfather's land. And you can sit at my table. This is the royal household. This is the king's table. So he's gone from living in hiding in fear in some man's house way out in Never Never Land. And here he is being promised, you can sit at my table forever. Wow. It's kind of like Jesus with us. huh? We were way out there in fear and hiding and lost. And then Jesus came up, knocked on the door of our hearts and said, come on. Come on, I've been looking for you. Can you come with me? I'll help you. I'll restore to you. Huh? Awesome. And then he bowed himself and he said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? He didn't say, Wow, that's fantastic. Actually, I deserve it because I was in line to be king 
If Saul, John, he was in line to be a king. He didn't say that. He said, why would you even consider a dead dog like me? What does dead dog mean? Something that has no use. He's basically saying, I am a loser. I'm useless. Why? Why would you want to do this for me? And some of us have felt that we are losers. Like dead dogs. Why would you bless me? Why would you love me? Why would you care about me? Why would you die on the cross for me? He called himself a dead dog. But David called him by his name. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. The Lord loves you. He cares for you. He's looking for you. He's found us. For those who haven't found the Lord yet, he's looking for you. So after this, David says this to Ziba, the servant. He said, your sons and your servants shall work the land. In other words, I'm giving him his grandfather's land. And you and your servants and your sons, you're going to do the work. You're going to work the land. See, he couldn't because of his feet. Mephibosheth was lame. He was crippled. He was disabled. Okay? You're going to work the land for him. And you're going to bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. And now Zeba had 15 sons. <laughs> 15 sons and 20 servants. Wow, wow, wow. Mephibosheth has just gone from living in someone else's house with nothing. And suddenly he's inherited all his grandfather's land. King Saul was the king. How much property did he have? How prosperous has this man just become? And he's got the help of a man with 15 sons and 20 servants. How unexpected was that? You know, and God can do these things in the twinkling of an eye. He can change your situation. You might be sitting in hiding and in fear, but I'm telling you, God can change your situation. It may look hopeless. You may feel helpless. But God can change in a moment's time through the kindness of somebody else. You don't know what God is planning. We don't know what God is planning. That's why it's important to keep praying. To keep praying. So Zeba said, did he say that's not fair? No, he didn't. He said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. He's saying, I'll do it. I will do it. And as for Mephibosheth, said the king, as for him, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Not only is he going to be at the table as a guest, Guests down there, sons up here. No, he said, he's not just a guest. He's sitting as a son. And that's what Jesus has done for us. He's brought us to his table continually. He's brought us, not as guests, but as children. Those who believe and receive, they are the ones who have the right to be called the children of God. 
those who believe and those who receive, John chapter 1. So he's saying he's going to be at my table as one of my sons. Isn't that an awesome story? It's just a few verses, but there's so much in there. The whole gospel is in there. The whole heart of God is in there. It's an awesome story. So no matter where you are at, there is always hope. And things can happen unexpectedly and amazingly. God can turn things around in the twinkling of an eye. He does things in the twinkling of an eye. The things that take longer are usually building character in us. <laughs> They're the things that take time. So Father, I just thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that King David had a heart after yours. And Lord, he sought, he sought out somebody who felt so unworthy. He felt, he sought out somebody who was in that hidden place, who seemed to be hopeless. He came to seek and to save. Jesus, that's what you did. You came to seek and to save. Lord, I thank you that the interesting thing is that Mephibosheth remained lame. He still had that weakness, just as we do. We still have our weaknesses. But Lord, his life was so much better. And so is ours. So is ours. Help us to expect good things from you. Help us, Lord, to see ourselves the way you see us, not as dead dogs, but called by name. Called by name. Lord, we thank you for your awesome words, so many wonderful things. When you come on the scene, things always get better. Always get better. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have an awesome week. We're going to go and have an awesome meal together now. God bless you all online. We'll see you for Zoom prayer.